Hi, I'm Caitlin. Hi, I'm Rebecca. We're not from Memphis, but we love it. Welcome to Memphis Type History, the podcast. So Rebecca, my idea for this episode is that I want you to talk type to us. Talk type. Any type in particular? Um, Well, I think, so the name Memphis Type History kind of has, we've always felt like two sort of meanings, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. It has like, it's Memphis type history, like Memphis-y history, told in a Memphis-y way, Uh we think. And then it's also Memphis typography history, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but shortened because you're such a cool kid. Well, that you can just call it type. People generally say type instead of typography. <laughs> it's yeah. a little less of a mouthful. But yeah, initially, this all began with typography, not a type of history. Yeah. So, and I remember like we, when we were doing this book, like we kind of, I don't even, I wouldn't say we were open to not calling it Memphis type history, but I remember having some discussions mm-hmm. about if it's going to reach a wider audience, oh, like get further away from Memphis type and then Memphis type illustrated and like get further from the art side, mm-hmm. like, can it still work as Memphis type history? Like, can we add history to it and it still works? Mm-hmm. And I think with that kind of that double meaning, double feel of between behind the meaning, I think it still works. But I thought since it really did start with typography mm-hmm. And that is really, I guess, like the main, I don't know, I guess they're equally the name, but that's kind of like yeah, the bridge the, of making it history went with the original like type yeah. theme. And the underlying picture of it is just about every image that's a new image, for, or at least on my end, is focused on the type. So it's usually the signage or there's some type within that landmark mostly it's interesting on itself so it makes for a good visual but yeah every painting except for one has type and we explained that in our intro episode yeah I was about to say if you're not really sure like I think to listen to this episode you need to go back and listen to if you haven't yet you need to go back and listen to our intro episode Mm -hmm. where we discuss the history of the project because we're not going to do that again we're diving right in yeah and I don't even know what to expect because I just found out about this episode this morning. <laughs> <laughs> so let's start, like you said, you were focused on the typography. Why don't you talk a little bit about what typography is? Like, let's start at the basics. Okay. The typography is type, fonts. How about that? Text. Type is a letter form. And... Letter forms can be made by hand. They can be made on the computer. I'm trying to think of a creative other way to make type. Uh, Typesetting. They're like letter pressing. You could, they have these letters made out of wood or metal to create different prints. So yeah, letter, letter form is an art form, in my opinion. There are over, you know, three fonts in the world. I say three because obviously that's true. There are lots and lots, and it's endless. You can you could create as many types of type um, as you want. It's uh, because it is an art. 
and people are now it's it's become such a trend to to create or I don't want to say trend but it's it's becoming like a more appreciated thing. Yeah. I don't think it's necessarily well, a trend. Well, I was just that. thinking so many people can have the ability to create their own letter form like they can mm-hmm. create their own type and give it a name and put it out through technology uh, for people to purchase their own their own type and then there's also type like totally custom like you can make a font Mm -hmm. out of like your these letter forms that you create or you can like make a logo or like paint signage like you've done Mm -hmm. some signage in some businesses around memphis i know and that's type yeah so what i love about sign painting in particular is in olden days i'm really terrible with numbers so I, i couldn't push out years or dates or whatever. But it was very common for painters to come out to a business and paint the signage on their building. And a lot of times that would end up becoming the logo, the the letter forms that they would paint on the building. And, And a lot of times it was just that people needed a sign to advertise what was inside of the store, the business. But I did love that that carrying over of what the artist produced in the typography for the business to advertise became their actual logo. And so in some cases, I've been able to do that even today in the 2000s. So give us some examples of where we can see how you've worked your magic with type in Memphis. Okay. Magic. It's not magic. It's just a a hobby art form, I guess. Prop seller was one and they wanted a sandwich board because they started out and they shared a shop with Barefoot Bride. So they were out in the back, so they kind of needed their own standing sign. And I hand painted that and that turned it into vector the letters. So that that was the logo that you can find on their website now. And most currently 409 South Main. Uh, which is an event space downtown on South Main. The top floor is events. Bottom floor is going to become a market, so it's also South Main Market. And just being that how historic that building is, it just felt appropriate to give them their own letter form. And I created a an alphabet for them so that I'm going to be painting their windows in a couple of weeks for their lounge areas. So I'll be using the letters that I created for them and just put, you know, on these windows, what they need, like private ladies, gentlemen, that kind of stuff. Cool. Mm-hmm. That'll be fun. So what does the process of creating typographic art, or I don't know, what do you want to call it? Like, what does it look like to create these letter treatments or whatever type treatments? Sorry. I'd like to say a study hand. Cause I'd like to think I could have been a surgeon. <laughs> So steady hand, good sense of spacing between letters, which is also known as kerning and a full letter to tracking is what you would call for the spacing between all the letters in a unit for like a a word. That's probably more info than people care. But (laughs) yeah, a good sense of space, composition, steady hand. But yeah, but I mean, typography now, like. It is interesting 
because it's so easily accessible, just finding a good font out in the world um, is sometimes just as suitable as creating your own for sure. But yeah, but it, with Memphis Type, it did start with a guy who also was interested in and the interesting signs and typography that he found in Memphis. And it was great for me to come during that time because it was kind of quick access to be like, Oh, this is in Memphis. Like that's gorgeous. And because I like painting, it's fun to paint. It was fun to paint those letters that we see in Memphis because each sign has its own set of, of type of different letters that are all I consider to be interesting. So can you talk a bit about the difference of like coming up with type in your own head, like for a logo or for some, some, or for a project you're working on or whatever, and like painting it from another reference? The difference? Yeah. Okay. Just tell us about that. Cause you do both. Yeah. I mean, painting the signs, which is where this started was, it's really just about paying attention to detail. So not only am I looking at the different shapes and sizes of the, the fonts within each other or the different characters of the sign between each other, but also noticing the lighting that's happening between each letter. So taking note of different shading and different flaws that are within the text and trying to capture all those little, all those little details to create a realistic sense, but also give it that illustrated style of what a sign looks like in Memphis. Whereas to just create from scratch, I just have to look at, okay, what's the era that I want to go with and kind of look and kind of get go back and get inspired by that style of fonts from those times. And then I try to think of like, well, how can I merge styles that I like that would be appropriate for what I'm going for? And it comes, you know, I end up hand lettering maybe two to three different options. If I really want to hand letter something, it doesn't always stick with the first one that I go with. Sometimes I'll do a couple. And what's interesting is even if I go in with the same inspiration and the same direction, they end up looking completely different. And you can have a completely different feel because just the slightest change of what you do to a character can change the overall outcome of the feel. So even just adding. I mean, just between sans serif and serif fonts, sans serif is without feet and serif is with feet, if that makes sense. And so even if I hand letter something with that, it looks partially uh, like I've added a serif to it. It changes the aesthetic of it, changes the feel, uh, makes it a little less, you know, makes it less avant-garde or less modern, but maybe gives it the, just the right touch of maybe sophistication or we need it to, we need to age it a little bit or, you know, that kind of a thing. I hope some of this makes sense. Yeah, it okay. makes a lot of sense. So when you're hand lettering, uh, let's say even just for like your own mm-hmm. self. So like it's, it's a project you want to work on. Either you're doing it for reference or like you've done some like states. I think you like hand letter the names of some oh, states. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that was like out of your own head, I think, yeah. right? Um, like you came up with yeah. the form. So what does that like, what kind of tools are you using? Where do you get, well, we could start, like what kind of tools do you use? Like how do you get inspired? 
and you've kind of talked a little bit about like looking at different eras to like figure out what kind of form you like the letters to take. But like, what does that process look like? Like if you're going to do like, let's say your Florida Mm -hmm. painting, the little, the block with Florida Uh painted on it. Like what walk us through, like, how did you pick why the letters look the way they look, the colors, like, and then like, like, how'd you get inspired? And then like, what tools do you even use to do it? Like take us through the process. So the little states ones, because that was just for fun, those were based on states that I visited and what I, how I view them, what, what letters could I create that reminded me of that place. And the reality is Mm -hmm. I could have created, I don't know, at least five or more different styles of Florida that to me look like Florida at, at the same time. But it was just a matter of, I just... It was just a good uh, practice, a good, um, what's it called whenever you're exercise, exercise to just sit down, do something for yourself. So you're not worried about how to please a client. And it's a good way to practice an exercise of how do let me create some type that feels like the place that I'm thinking of. And I did wasn't even at that time, I wasn't even looking at different letter forms. I was just on my own hand drawing, because that's what it is. You're drawing and sketching out a style that you think is appropriate for what you're trying to capture. And with Florida, you know, I, I use uh, paints that I thought were uh, appropriate, just visually what I remember seeing when I'm down there. The, I had to have a palm tree because I palm trees are dear to my heart. So I had a little palm leaves to it. And then, and then instead of using just pen and ink, I wanted to use paint because at the time that's, that's the medium that I've been using all the time. And so the more you practice, the more you refine your skill a little bit more and more. So I'm, I'm actually a little nervous because I haven't touched a paintbrush in a good amount of time. So when you're doing it, do you just think of it in your head and you just like start painting? Uh, not with the, no, it always starts on the sketching block with the sketchbook and a pencil Mm. and you know, because you want to, and you do it lightly because you want to know, well, how do these, how do these letters interact with each other? How do each character, do I want to connect them? Do I want them separate? Do I want certain spacing between certain letters to touch or not touch? And, you know, within those letters, do we add flourishes to, to bring them more life within other characters within that word? Do, how thin or how thick do we want them to, to read? And yeah, it's all, it's all serious. It really seriously is just creating an art like type. We see it's, we see type as a human figure, but just not as complex, but essentially, or a character, like a character is the same as a character, a person character or a type character. Mm -hmm. And how do we want to draw that, per- that character? Cool. <laughs> I like, that's a cool, like little soundbite explanation. The character <laughs> thing. I like that. We should put our exercises on a, on this uh, show notes. Our exercises. I could do that. I could put some like, yeah, I could put some roughs. Oh. And Caitlin, you could, you could draw some characters. <laughs> I'm working on, le- I'm learning hand lettering. Oh, perfect. I'm, but I'm doing it very high tech. Is it calligraphy? Um, no, I'm le- doing 
I mean, it's like I took a modern calligraphy class. So I have like a calligraphy pen and all of that now and like ink and stuff and some nibs. And so I've been playing with it, but I'm actually learning on my iPad more. Oh, wow. I know. I want to get one of those Apple pens so bad. It's really awesome. You would love it. Next time I see you, you need to play with, with mine. I would love to. Yeah, I'm actually pretty, I'm intrigued by hand lettering. I'm not, I'm interested in learning it, maybe using it a little bit design wise, but also just because it's something, I don't know, it's just like a cool way to like customize things. So I kind of want to dive in and learn a little more. So I've been learning a little on the side and working on it. But yeah, I'm very high, very high tech with it, with the Procreate brushes and all of that. (laughs) I I was going to ask you, do you sketch on the block? Like, do you sketch out what you're doing with type before? Because I know, like, with your paintings, you don't sketch. You paint in layers. Correct. Do you do that with your typo- typographic paintings as well, or do you put the letters on no, there? No, it's different. It is different. Okay. Um, and thanks for pointing that out, because I don't want to sound like a hypocrite when I'm like, I don't put pencil on my canvas. Can you explain? So, so since that's true that you do it differently, can you first explain how you paint and then explain how you do your typographic pieces? Because people don't know what I mean when I say, like, you're painting in layers or whatever. Mm -hmm. So with the painting, as I'm seeing the landscape or whatever I want to paint, even the signage with letters, I just paint by background first and then your foreground. Make sure that generally I try to keep the the background cool and the foreground hot so that it, it really stands out and becomes a focal point. But... Yeah, so this is this is where things can get tricky is it's better for me not to use pencil because uh, on the on the canvas because then my brush strokes look different. And I say that because let's say I paint a square in a background, it wouldn't make sense for me to paint the background by painting around a square figure. It makes more sense to go ahead and just paint the full background so it's a nice flush, smooth background. And you can see that your brush strokes are at a certain angle and you're not going to get that, which is great for like abstract painting or, I mean, it works for some paintings, but for me, I like to see angled brushes in the same, in the same direction for the most part. So I would paint the background first, uh, or at least for the most part. And then, and then the foreground would, would lay on top of that. So it's, it, it gives it a, a really uh, nice um, formation, I think. And uh, so here's the problem with it, though, is I have had to redo not a full painting, but a portion of the painting because I've misspelled (laughs) signage. So that happened with Leahy's. I was so mad. I I spelt it without the H and uh, I had to repaint that arrow and paint's not cheap. (laughs) So I have to not think about it. But yeah, but it'll happen. And because I want the arrow to have like the right blending and the right... Uh, background below the letters and so when I and I could on top of the paint maybe pencil in the letters but then I'm I'm worried that I'll end up wanting to erase and then it'll leave erase marks on it or something you know Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't want to have to color correct my paint to touch up or anything like that which I I have had to do that before if I make a mistake I'll I'll try my best to color correct which is where color theory class comes in handy Mm -hmm. you learn how to match the paint colors um, so yeah, so that's painting. So that's just, I see an image I like, I just start painting it on a canvas. 
And I think it also helps with individuality. So it shows more of an illustrated style. It looks like my handprint because it's the way that I see an image and and portray it on the canvas is if I just paint it. Mm. With lettering, I, I will sketch out and refine it on the paper first. And once I get it the way I want it, which is after I've erased it a bunch of times or, you know, decided, okay, I'm going to ink this now. I'm going to put in an ink or I'm going to really outline this dark, dark letter or dark, you know, set of type that I really like. Then I copy that onto the wood or canvas. Well, probably not canvas. It's usually wood. Uh, and I, I have these, I don't do large scale Typo- typographic lettering. I mean, I have, and I've done this and it takes forever is it's easy for me to use carbon paper. Mm, okay. Do you know, are you familiar with yes. carbon paper? Well, I know it's okay. a real old thing and you think I wouldn't be, but I am in fact familiar with it. Oh, okay. Well, I only know about it because my dad was like a, was a carpenter and he's carbon paper, carbon paper. Yeah. A lot. I use it for like making receipts, like work, you know, working concession yes, receipts, stands, yes. like receipts and like some other stuff too. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I'll just trace my sketch onto the wood. Okay. And the reason why is because with letters, they are such a, they don't need soft edges. You know, they can Mm. have. So what I'll do is I'll paint the background and then carbon copy my type over it and then paint the type. And Maybe this is a dumb question, but how do you paint it so that you can't see what you drew underneath? I paint just slightly over the carbon marks. Okay. Very steady hand. Mm-hmm. But um, Yes, with um, the steady surgeon <laughs> hand. <laughs> <laughs> Let me think. Do I have any other questions about type or typography? Um, yeah. So if anyone listening wants to get into type, learn more about it, experience it in various ways, what would you recommend? Let's say they want to, let's say, what would you recommend for someone who wants to become a better appreciator of typography? And what would you say to someone who Mm -hmm. wants to maybe dig into it and actually like learn how to do it with their own hands? Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind putting in the show notes like different because I do love type of all. I don't just love hand lettering. I love hand lettering, but I also do really love just typography. And there are some good books that are like thinking with type that we can learn about what typography is and how it's progressed through the ages. Yeah, that'd be super interesting because that plays into like yeah. what we're talking about specifically here, like sign painting, hand lettering what your, you know, your art, like that kind of stuff, like all that, it all blends together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I wouldn't be able to create the characters I do now without having an understanding, I think, of just general typography. Yeah. But then, yeah. And then we could, I could post some tips or like I said, I'll, I could post uh, some rough sketches that I've done in the past of progression of different types. And there's different ways to do it. Some people are real accurate and they use the the ruler. I use a ruler, but not all the time. But I could probably look up some good sources of people. There are so many people that I I would put above my skill set on hand lettering. But I'm more than happy to put my own work and thoughts and anything that can help people to get inspired by it and want to get 
to get their hands into it for sure. Yeah. You definitely made me like more of an appreciator of it just in general. Like, so I think other people might feel the same Good. when they dig in. And I hope so. Anything else that you think we should know about type or how type has to do what it has to do with Memphis type history? Anything to add? Mm. Well, I'm just glad that Memphis grew at a slow pace because so many of these signs got left behind and then they became much more appreciated because people like us got to see them. Mm. And Memphis still has its typographic history. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thanks for talking type. You bet. Thanks for asking. <laughs> yes. As usual, everyone, head over to patreon.com slash Memphis Type History to support the show. We would so, so appreciate it. You can even get some stuff in return. Also, if you want show notes, if you want to go see all that cool stuff Rebecca's going to add and show you, go to memphistypehistory.com slash type, T-Y-P-E. Thank you so much for that. And thank you for your questions, Caitlin. <laughs> this is Memphis Type History, the podcast. We like your type. You've been listening to Memphis Type History, the podcast. It would mean so much to us if you head over to iTunes and give us a rating and review. Be sure to subscribe and never miss an episode. Want to be part of Memphis Type History and get behind the scenes content, merch, and more? Support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Memphis Type History. That's Patreon spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Memphis Type History. Find more Memphis Type History on our blog at memphistypehistory.com, on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest as Memphis Type History, and on Twitter at Memphis Type. <laughs>